I'm sitting here with Garth Donhauser, fellow Remax agent at our office, Remax Kelowna. Um, Garth is defined by his handshake, his warm smile, his personable approach to each individual client. And I can say that's true. I've done several deals with Garth, and he's just a wonderful guy to work with. Uh, Garth has been a long-term Okanagan resident with nine years of real estate experience along with an additional background of home construction and sales. Garth is also an active member of the Lake Country Chamber of Commerce, and I understand you just got elected president of the Lake Country Chamber of Commerce. At once you get an opportunity to work with Garth, you will see his passion in excelling with his old-school ways but with a modern-day insight. And one of Garth's favorite quotes is, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, by Theodore Roosevelt. So today, I want to talk to Garth about his experience as a realtor here in Kelowna. And uh, in particular, we'll touch on some of the regulatory changes that all of us as realtors are facing right now. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how that affects us as realtors, but more importantly, how that affects our clients and the public at large. So first of all, Garth, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I know you're an extremely busy guy with everything you're doing, and I really appreciate your time. So I want to give you a platform to uh, tell us about your work and your fascinating life. So Garth, um, why don't you fill in some of the gaps that I've left out about yourself. Tell us where you grew up. Tell us how you ended up in Kelowna. Thanks, Luke. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, my family originated here in Kelowna, but my wife and I, uh, she's from Manitoba, and uh, I lived in Alberta most of my life. But living in Manitoba for 12 years, we moved through the prairies and got to Calgary in the early 90s, finally got back there. And things were going well, and then the bust hit. And uh, my wife said to me, so where do you want to live? Because we can live anywhere. We can be broke wherever we live. It doesn't matter. Right. So um, that, was our, uh, that was our basis of coming into to, uh, BC. And um, so we moved here in 2006. The market was pretty strong. And my wife says, you should be a realtor. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it too, but, you know, I just wasn't ready. And uh, so the bottom line is we came to the Okanagan uh, family kind of brought us here, and it's been it's been a really pleasant experience for sure. A little struggling in the first three years, of course, but uh, without struggle, there's no gain. You became a realtor in 2009? Correct. Is that right? And that was kind of a, a low point for our market here. So what was that like getting into the business? Well, Luke, I would tell you that in 2009, everybody kept saying to me, you're going to be a realtor? I was studying for the course. And I said to them, yeah, of course. Well, why would you get into real estate? The market's down and there's like 2,000 realtors in, in the Okanagan. And I thought, well, what a better time to get in because everybody's going to be leaving. And uh, so my, my big situation there was, can I make it through those down times? And I knew inside myself that if I just build relationships with people, I could make this business work. So for the first two to three years, I struggled. I remember making $28,000 in commission my first year and $27,833, I believe, was my expenses. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, whoa, I actually broke even. 
you know. And uh, so, you know, that was quite exciting for me. So I knew if I could struggle through 2009, I could do it the next year and the next year after. And it just had nowhere to go but up. Garth, I'm a big fan of personal transformation stories. And I assume that you were not exactly the same person 10, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, Would you share a story with us from your past that if someone just met you today and they heard this story, they'd be a little bit surprised because you've you've changed so much? Well, that is an amazing question. And, you know, Luke, I think the biggest thing um, through my lifetime is learning about who I am. And and I think you only learn about yourself through trial and error, mostly trial and a lot of error. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, um, I knew early on I'd I'd gotten to the trades because my father was a plumber. And uh, I learned how to look at construction from a different aspect. And then I met a fellow in uh, Alberta, uh, out of Calgary, a good friend of mine, Jerry Condy, who basically was an engineer, and he said, hey, we should get into renovating houses. So that's what we did. We moved to Winnipeg, and him and I started renovating houses. So we learned all the skills we needed to do because we couldn't afford to you know, pay those tradespeople. So that being said, I learned about drywall, I learned about electrical, I learned about, of course, knew about plumbing, I learned about roofing, framing, all of the things that are components when you're looking at building a house, not only building a house, but repairing a house. So the bottom line is I had this amazing basis for what I'm doing today. Um, And then I didn't really like construction. I always felt like I just couldn't get energy there. It felt very deflated. And the reason that is is because I realized through that whole time period in my life that I needed to be around people because people give me energy and um, so I got out of the trades and went into sales and I exceeded my expectations in sales every time I worked a straight commission job I thought this is great I have to you know not answer to the the big guy I just answer to me and my paycheck I determined my paycheck so every time I had a straight commission job in sales I did very well and I went back sometimes to the just regular pay, and I just felt like somebody had a thumb on top of me, needling me all the time, and I just hated it. Mm-hmm. So I realized early on that commission sales and people gave me energy. And um, my wife gave me a boot in the butt one year and said, you should be a realtor. And I never really thought about it too much. I did one time when I was younger because I had a friend who worked at Remax in Kelowna who we used to sell our properties that we renovated and, and had listed, my buddy Jerry and I. And uh, he said, Garth, you should go into real estate. His name is Charlie Brown. How ironic is that? <laughs> right. So uh, Charlie, uh, he, he encouraged me, and I thought about it, but I thought, how am I going to ever get enough money to do this? It's not going to happen. So pretty broke, pretty young, partied a lot. It just wasn't in my <laughs> uh, cards at that time. Uh, but from all of that experience, here I am today. My wife gave me a boot out the door after we moved to BC and says, you can't get a job here. You might as well get into real estate. So I went to the unemployment insurance office, and they said, by, by a chance, we actually have a program. We're going to put you through your solder school of business training for your course. Wow. And we'll extend your, your, uh, your insurance for another couple months until you get your course done. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I couldn't find a job here. And that was, of course, in 2009. The economy was down. I mean, it was tough. Right. So uh, that was a real blessing. And so that's what I needed. I need that little push on the butt. And then as I started doing the real estate, it was so rewarding because all of that experience, the construction, 
the sales experience all started to come together for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned through that whole process that you still have to build relationships. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's been the biggest thing in my whole world. And so I've always sold myself because mm-hmm. I'm the product. You're the product. Right. And uh, so the bottom line for me is it's been a, a trial and error thing, like I said earlier on, but it's been a growing experience. And, and, and my income has been really... I'm, I'm making more money now than I've ever made in my whole life. And at the same time, I feel so blessed and I give back a lot. That's awesome. So you, you touched on your sales experience and your construction experience and all these things have benefited you in real estate. You also have an experience which um, a lot of younger realtors don't have, and that is selling through a market downturn. So you touched on that. Maybe tell us a little bit about how do you get through that when your expenses are maybe a few hundred dollars less than your income. Uh, how, do you, how do you plow through and sustain that until the market turns up again? Well, I appreciate that question, Luke. I think the biggest thing when we're in a downturn market is you have to believe in yourself. And you can get yourself psyched out so quickly with a negative market and you start listening to the news and you hear, oh, it's this, it's bad day, it's bad day here, the economy's down and blah, blah, blah. And you get sucked into that and it takes your whole demeanor down and pretty soon your energy is dwindled to the point where people don't feed off you anymore. And once you figure that out, you stop listening to the crap on TV and you stop turning the radio on to listen to the news and you realize that each day when you get up, you got to start your day with the best person you can be, that changes your world in a downturn. Because when you run into those hump days where they're tough and you're kind of watching your pennies, which I did for three years, um, I think the biggest thing I learned through that whole process is that you got to believe in yourself and eventually you bring that energy into your life and then people come to you and you start to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And that person you said hi to on the street, you know, at the coffee shop, uh, at the bank, wherever you are, they're going to remember, oh, Garth's got got that smile, he's a positive guy. And then they find out what you do. They remember what you do because you said, hey, how's your day? How are you? And you smile and you care. They pick up on that. Pretty soon you're getting a call. Hey, Garth, can you come and talk to us about our house? Or they're asking you for advice. And so that's where I really started to shine was through that period of time is people started talking to me. And then I got involved in things like the Chamber of Commerce and activities where the community needed help, volunteering. And that is the best way to do things because when you don't have money to promote yourself, you have to promote yourself through a handshake. So wherever you can get those opportunities created, that's what you got to do. And that's what I did. And I, and I think, you know, some days I struggled. I went home and I thought, oh, man, I'm, uh, how am I ever going to get through this? But, but I got up the next morning, put my socks on, my pants just like the day before, and I started out again. And, and it's, it's paid off some, some serious dividends. I've got a very good client base now. That's great. So today you're a successful realtor uh, through that difficult period. Did your success go up? in a straight line like was it totally smooth sailing or did you have some setbacks that you had to get through i think a lot of people don't realize that you know persistence is the key um even when you don't think you're succeeding and um i would tell you that yeah i would say weeks on end i would have nothing going on there was probably six months before i had one sale 
and you just have to push through that. So I guess the bottom line there is that, yeah, we had we had those slow periods, and it didn't go up fast, but you get a sale every once in a while. And you just work, 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 and once in a while you get paid. And then pretty soon you keep working, 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 and then you get paid and paid. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would say to you that through that whole process, I the first three years you would have some bumps and some downs. But after the fourth year, the fifth year, it was a steady increase. And then pretty soon it went exponential mm-hmm. into the seventh and eighth year and ninth year. And it kept going up uh, pretty, pretty serious. Now I'm at a level where I'm still kind of leveling out, not going up so much. Mm-hmm. And I'd like, to, I'd like to get it to go up, but there's so much time in the day, and now it's called time management. That's what I'm struggling <laughs> with the most. Right. You know, I've hired a, an assistant, Darla Lozano. She's been awesome. And between uh, her help and some you know, executive uh, people that have been around the business for a while and taking direction from them, I think we can take it to that next level. One of the things I love about Remax is that a lot of the stuff that we had to... Uh, deal with working for smaller firms um, gets taken care of for us, and we we've got such a great infrastructure here of administrative staff and conveyancing staff and everything. It's really great, and you are one of the reasons that I decided to come here. I came, I think, two months after you did, and um, I said to myself, I don't know if I told you this, but I said to myself, if Garth is doing it, I should probably do it. <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit more about your job in real estate tell us what you love about it what gets you excited to come to work each day yeah luke i think i think the big thing with uh, my excitement with work is is the people people's energy and i always want to achieve something that maybe they couldn't do with another person and so there's times when you have a situation it's quite a struggle to find them a house so the challenge the that's my thing that turns me on and and then seeing their faces at the end of the day going wow, I didn't think we'd get here, but we did it. We bought that house that we want. Or, you know, the houses that are tough to sell. And you have that listing for a year, maybe two years. I've had listings for three years plus. I had one listing for eight years, and it took me that long to sell it. But I never gave up. I never, Yeah, never gave up. Sold it, and um, I I just, I'm I'm not a quitter. And I think when I'm working for people, I take it personally, and I want to achieve what they want. And I wanted their experience to be better than they've had in the past with maybe another realtor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not easy to do that. You can't be everything to everybody, but that's my goal, and that's what I I really thrive on. I don't really count my money, as you'd say, like, you know, yeah, realtors make lots of money. Well, we work bloody hard. People don't realize we're doing 12, 16 hours a day. We don't get a day off for six months. Uh, The phone's always ringing. I mean, I'm grateful for that. I'm sure you are, too. However... There is some time you have to take down for yourself uh, so you can recharge your batteries and be that energetic person for your clients. So um, my goal is to always to be that person for them, and that's what drives me. i got to ask you about that eight-year listing. Did your seller get uh, frustrated with you? Did you have any you know, shadowing matches, or did you get fired and regain the listing? Or I mean, just eight years of sellers saying, oh, okay, you're doing your best. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> how did that how did that happen oh my god now that is a great question i i think the biggest thing is people don't realize is that when you've got a listing that long it's it's you have to have a serious amount of patience and understanding we have a term or i have a term that i use and it's called eating crow pays well and uh and and the truth of the matter is that 
people don't realize what we have to sacrifice uh, from time from our families. And this was a good situation where these guys, there was four partners that own this property. They couldn't give it away, could not give it away. And I explained to them, we have to be patient. And so we'd go so far, and then they'd get frustrated with each other. And then I'd hear all about it from different, it's like being in a marriage, but you're hearing from the, you're the counselor now, right? right. You got that counselor hat on. That's, that's what you have to do. And that's, I guess, <laughs> that's what we do well. As you know, we have to wear a counselor's hat a lot of times. Yeah. And then, you know, we're, the, we're the, the expert, which I hate to be that person. But at the same time, that was the secret in this situation. You must have been absolutely thrilled when you got that <laughs> offer and uh, all four guys signed it. And you must have thought, like, pinch me, is this, is this really happening? Well, it's funny because we had multiple offers in that property that collapsed. And then the last offer came in at full price. And these guys are like, hey, I couldn't do any wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty exciting time for me. I remember coming into the Remax office and, and we had our Tuesday morning meeting. And I told everybody, I finally sold that listing I've had for eight years. They all looked at me like, are you crazy? Yeah, longest listing I've ever had. <laughs> but persistence. Amazing story. So uh, is there anything about the real estate business that you find challenging or frustrating? Oh, absolutely. As you know, Luke, the, um, the real estate industry is changing constantly and then all the new rules and regulations that we have to deal with and and it's compliance, 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 and disclosure over the top uh, that the government wants us to work with. So I see, I see that being a very big challenge for probably most of the realtors. My biggest issue is that we have to learn to communicate positive to our clients about this new disclosure. So they understand that, hey, this isn't us doing it. This is the government doing it. We have to comply, so let's do the best we have uh, to do with this situation. Let, let, let's make it the best we can make it. So to, to, to turn it around and put a bit of a positive spin on it, I think is a much easier way to do things. Sure. Um, as you know, negative people, you tell them something negative, it goes everywhere. But if you tell them something positive, it kind of, you know, they kind of, you're edifying them. Right. So I really think through this whole process, we need to edify ourselves and edify the clients. And, you know, the government's the bad guy, but let's try to edify them a little bit too. You're a very approachable guy, very warm personality, and uh, I got a, a name tag because you've got one. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm copying you in a lot of aspects, um, all positive, but you told me that people will sometimes approach you at a coffee shop because they see your name tag and they say, oh, you're in real estate. Now, with this new rule that we have, at a certain point, we got to whip out some paperwork or, or the app. Your style is a little bit different than mine. Like you will talk to people at coffee shops and strangers and so forth. So how are you dealing with this new requirement that we have to make the disclosure on a practical level? Yeah, I think it's really important that we talk about that, Luke, because I, I, it is a challenging uh, circumstance that we have to deal with. The bottom line is we still have to build a relationship with those people. So when I'm out there in the public with my name tag, people see that and they go, hey, that guy's a realtor. Let's talk to him. Maybe he's got some information. And as you know, that we're allowed to share anything public that's on the market. So if it's on the news, say that they said the market's down, we can talk about that. But we can't give advice. We can only talk about what's basically public. 
So most of the time, 99% of the time, that's all I am talking about. And my goal there with that relationship is that they'll ask me, so Garth, would you be interested in showing us some property or would you be interested in come look and listening at our house? And that's where I have to, you know, kind of interject and say, I would love to do that. But before we do that, I have to talk to you and sit down with you and talk to you about the paperwork that the government's asked us to deal with. And it's mostly about disclosure. So you have a clear understanding how agency works. And then I'd say, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, are you okay with that? What's a good time to get together? And I think they understand for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if we put, again, that positive spin on it, it, it changes it. But I, we are allowed to talk about what we do. We can still build that relationship. The things we can't do are give them agency right away, as you know, right. without having that disclosure signed and explained. Yeah. So that's my process. You know, it just occurred to me, it's uh, becoming a little more similar to what lawyers deal with. If we meet a lawyer at a coffee shop or at a, at a party, uh, they're not going to start giving us advice on our case, right? They can tell us in general about the law or about what they do. But if we're serious about working with them, we have to go to their office and we have to have a conversation about representation. So in, in a way, it kind of elevates our industry to a little more professional we can't be throwing out advice on a casual basis anymore Uh, it's more serious now you know luke i I agree with you 100 percent there and i think that the biggest thing is that people will as you know in time this will be old old news Right. right now it's all new news and um so we're a little bit reactive versus proactive and i think just turning that around and getting it to a proactive state We'll take the element of surprise out for everybody. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. If uh, someone was thinking of starting in real estate today, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I think, Luke, the big thing with uh, real estate today is it definitely changed. And the social media thing, the the marketing, the way you do your business is definitely going to change from what I'm old school kind of guy. I mean, the, the focus in any sales job is to get in front of people mm-hmm. and to sell yourself and then hopefully sell your wares. And people don't want anything from you until they can trust you. Right. And it always boils down to that same thing. Get to know yourself and know your product. You're the product. And being that you're the product, that's where you have to start. No matter what job you're doing in sales, you're always selling yourself. You get married, you're selling yourself to your wife. Or you're, right. I mean, constantly you're in a you're in a sales position, but people don't realize that that their whole life they've been salespeople. They just don't know it. Right. So I, I think that's where I would start: is get to know yourself, get to know why you want to do something, and if real estate's your career, then you'll figure it out. You'll realize that whatever humps you got to go over, bumps and hills and challenges, you'll get through them because. The goal is the end game, and so I always say when the facts are are are, are uh, sorry when the dream is big enough, the facts don't count, and and so that's the attitude I, I would take and for somebody new is that really say you want it and go for it, just go for it, you'll figure it out. I want to put you on the spot now. Okay. Can you name one person in the city of Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person, and uh, that you would love to see come on this show in the future? I like Ron Cannon. Ron Cannon was an MLA here uh, for the District of, of Lake Country, and um, he was an amazing guy. He's a relationship expert. Right. <laughs> and uh, so here's, here, that would be the guy I want to talk to. He knows so many people, and uh, he's, he's had a very successful career. Garth, if someone is interested in talking to you about real estate, 
what's the easiest way for someone to get in touch with you? Well, I appreciate that, Luke. Um, I think the biggest thing is always call me directly, 250-212-2838. That's my cell number, so I always prefer that. Texting's fine as well. I'm starting to learn how to do that. When I started this business, I hardly know how to use a computer, let alone a text on a phone. I was like, what? But today, the communication is so much easier to connect with people. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the best way. Just call me direct. Thank you very much, Garth. Uh, I feel like we've gotten to know you a little bit better on a personal level, and I've learned something today. So I really appreciate your time, uh, and thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you, Luke. I appreciate your time, and uh, I'm glad you came to REMAX. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, buddy. Thanks.